Amen. I want you to go with me to Jeremiah 31 this morning, and we're going to keep it simple, yet, 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 so improvement base. I want to improve some things today over in Jeremiah chapter 31, and the sound booth has my translation that I want us to use, but um, I love this verse, and we're going to look at 14, and we're going to look at 17, and then I have a, 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 a slide deck that I want to plug into. And we're going to vacillate back and forth as the Spirit of the Lord will lead. But uh, we're going to do a good job at not only teaching the occasion, which how many of y'all know it's the Lord's Day, that, it, it, and yet it is the pastor's anniversary, which is, by the way, still the Lord's Day, because God wants pastors to be what? Celebrated. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So this is not unspiritual. This is not uh, carnal. This is not a carnal event. Celebrating pastors is a biblical norm. And so we're going to set structure for that and give you all some scriptures and some ways of thinking. Pastor, what I'm after today is uh, I won't say a paradigm shift because you've already done a dynamic job. But I would say, Patrick, a paradigm improvement. Can you ask your neighbor, can we just be improved today? Yeah, I just want to be improved a little bit today. So over in Jeremiah 31 and 14, the Bible says, I will satisfy the priest with abundance and my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. Read in KCOH terminology, I will satisfy Pastor Ron Long with abundance. And the good people of KCOH will be filled with with my bounty, declares the Lord. Is that good news or? Yeah, that's kind of good news. So I'm going to satisfy the pastor. He's going to have abundance. But then my people going to have bounty, which sounds like an interchangeable word to me. Bounty and abundance seems like the same thing, doesn't it? Yeah. So God said, I'm going to do two things. And those of you in here, you know something about cause and effect. Amen. And just like the laws of cause and effect in general, in our daily life, cause comes first. Then you see the effect. Oftentimes, scripture, mama, works the same way. God will give you first the cause. He'll give you the thing that's going to lead to a positive effect. If I can give you a few quick examples of that, when we talk about cause and effect, amen, we talk about Amen. Requ- uh, promises and requirements. Amen. And uh, I'll start with the requirements first. The Bible says, uh, eat off the good of the land. Well, what is the cause to eating off the good of the land? Isaiah 119, if you be willing and obedient, then what's going to happen? You're going to eat off the good of the land. All right. What about finding uh, a, a wife and uh, or obtaining favor rather as an effect the cause of that would be he that what? Finds a wife. I think Brother Rondi found a wife, didn't he? Amen. Do you think he got a little more favor now? I, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it shall be given unto you, the effect. But what is the cause of that? Give, Luke six thirty eight, and it what? Shall be given unto you. So there, there is something that goes before an outcome that we desire. And Jeremiah 31 and 14 is no difference because it says, I'm going to satisfy the priest with abundance 
and my people will be filled with bounty, declares the Lord. Well, the way to bounty as a people of God is for you to participate and satisfying the priests with abundance. Are y'all getting this? Sister Tamisi got the point, then you get it, Tamisi, yeah. For me to be a partaker of his grace, Philippians 1 and 7, there is something that I must do that is going to cause the grace to come upon me. Are y'all getting this? So the Bible says, I'm going to satisfy the priest with abundance, and I'm going to do that for him, but my people who participate, they're going to be filled with bounty. This verse had everything to do with God restoring stuff to his people. It had everything to do with God restoring things to his chosen people. And he said in so many words, now that you're restored back to your land and all kinds of good things are coming your way, understand that there are some things I want to get done. There's a cause and effect relationship, and that is I am going to participate and satisfy my priests with abundance. But uh, when you get involved in that, you too are going to have bounty in your life. How many people here want to be blessed? Yes. And that is directly then connected to my participation with satisfying the priest with abundance. Look at verse number 17. Somebody say amen. We just laying a foundation, then we're going to ride. Verse 17. The Bible says it so well. Jeremiah 31 and uh, uh, 17. Y'all have 17. That's 16. Well, start with 16. This is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your what, class? Work, your what? Work. Work will be rewarded, declares the Lord, and they will return from the land of the enemy. Thank you so much, Sound Booth. How many of y'all know today is the day where we allow the pastor's work to be rewarded? Let me say that again. How many of y'all know today is the day where we allow the pastor's work to be rewarded? Let me see if I can get an auditorium of people. Yeah. Yeah, we allow his work to be rewarded. We allow him to experience the bounty or the fruit of his work, he gets satisfied, amen, with abundance, and we get the bounty as a result. So as we go to our, our PowerPoint, I want to talk a little bit this morning from uh, the thought, like me. <laughs> I want to talk about like me, and more specifically, I want to talk about how to care for the pastor. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, today we're going to learn how to care ongoing for the pastor. <laughs> now, the world has something right, next slide, and that they understand that uh, friendships are necessary. On Facebook, anybody got a Facebook account? You have uh, friends. Facebook, you can have up to 5,000 friends. Uh, amen. Four billion social media users and and this equates to about 60% of the total global population. LinkedIn, you can have up to 30,000 friends, people you're linked in with, because the world understands that friendship is an absolute necessity. The world knows that friends are needful for, amen, anything good to occur. You know, you, do people have networking events, right? So that they can meet new friends, new associates, so that they can spread whatever business or concept they're trying to do because they understand that connections is my next way up. And the Bible says that the children of darkness are oft time more wiser than the children of light. Are y'all in here today? 
Amen. The children of darkness understand that they need somebody to like them in order or their product, nephew, in order for it to spread like wildfire. Amen. Because they like them, because they like what they do, how they do it, this thing is going to function. But when we get to the kingdom of God, it seems as though we go dark on that idea because one of the things that the devil makes sure of is that we do not have connectivity and relationship that is pleasing to God so that he can put a stop to what God wants to get done. Are you all in here? Mark 10 and 9 says that what God has joined asunder, let no man, or what God has joined together rather, let no man put asunder. Now, if you put that in layman's terms, it simply means let no man separate. (laughs) But the devil does a darn good job in the church, would you all agree, of separating the people of God so that the gift that I could have used that was in you, I can't access because now we not friends anymore. So I say, I need some friends. I'm here to preach my best friend's anniversary today. I'm so glad I got a friend. (laughs) Amen. I'm so glad my wife is here. Dear, I'm so glad I got a friend in you. Amen. Sister Long, I'm so glad to have you as my friend. Mom, I'm glad to have you as my friend. Girls, glad to have y'all as my friend. And KCOH, glad to have you as my friend. Amen. If you get something from the Lord from me, please share with your pastor. So he can vet it out and let me know what I might need to do next because friendships are necessary. Associations are necessary. Is that good, Cassie? These things are needful for the kingdom of God to do what it's supposed to do. But the devil does his job to make sure that this cannot function in the church the way God wants it to function. Next slide, please. And Jesus had this in mind when when he wrote John 15 and 15, Pastor. He said, no longer do I call you servants. He said, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But Reggie, I have called you friends. Why is this important? I, I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I've made known to you. I'm sharing it with you. I'm telling you, I'm giving you a heads up. I make you preemptive to what the devil is going to do because by the time the devil does it, you don't have five people in your friendship network that had visions, dreams, word of knowledges, and everything you need to stay ahead of the enemy. All because you had a friend. Jesus was the only person that ever walked earth. I'm going to get to the pastor's anniversary, but he was the only one who, who had the spirit without measure. He was the only one who had it all together, wasn't missing anything, nothing nothing ever floated over his head. He got it right 100% of the time, all the time. But uh, those of us in this room, even though we do have, amen, the Holy Ghost that leads us in all truths, how many of y'all know we still need somebody? Somebody say, I need a friend. Pastor, get down to the point. What are you trying to teach us today? Well, before we even get to my brother's anniversary, please understand that three things that that keep relationships whole, three things that keep your kingdom friendships right. Number one, pure motives. Everybody in this church ought to be asking yourself, why are you here? Pure motives and desires to see it go and win. I drove up to the campus and when I passed y'all's nice digital sign, I said, Lord, pack my brother's church out. Amen. A desire to see it full all the time. Are y'all in here? 
pure motives. Amen. I was at the wedding yesterday. And how many of y'all know I was excited about everything they had going on? Amen. Even if you didn't eat French toast, how many of y'all know you should have ate it yesterday? Right? Because you got, you got a friend getting married. Are y'all getting this? Somebody say, we need connectivity. Yeah, I got a friend. So pure motives, I want to see their stuff go over well. I'm here. I want to give one more offering. I, I want to give one more time and make sure that the budget is met over and beyond. I want to make sure that this day is so fascinating for my pastor because I love my pastor because 16 Bible studies ago, he got a disease off of you. 16 Bible, come on, 16 Bible studies ago, he gave you and your husband a word of knowledge and how fast we get selective amnesia. But somebody say, I need a friend. Three things that keep relationship whole, man of God, I'm moving fast. Number two, give and take. Amen. Nobody's doing all the giving. Somebody say amen. And Paul said it best. He said, if I've not ministered to you uh, spiritual things, is it not right for me to reap your material things? Do y'all know, thank you, Reggie, that uh, on the pastor's anniversary, he told me I could walk heavy. Do you know it just ought not be lackluster? Come on, we came to build today, Patrick. It, it ought not be easy getting off the ground. Are y'all getting it? Now, we don't want to get over, amen, into facadisms and all those kinds of things and that we, we want to stay away from. But, 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 we do need to have a little edge on us on a day like today that says, whoo, man, my pastor is leaving heavy. Oh, God, I'm going to make sure he got to figure out how many banks he going to put this money in. Are y'all in here? And this is more than just your amen on top. Y'all, this is about the heart. Because we talking about pure motives, right? We talking about a give and take relationship. So I didn't just come to get my pastor's gift. I didn't just come to be freed when he laid hands on me. I understand that there's also a responsibility for me to lay hands on him. In return, it's quiet, but you'll get loud before the message is over. Everybody say pure motives. But then, number three, man of God, God ordained assignments. Knowing who you're joined together. Those are the three things that make relationships work. Amen. I'm convinced that some people don't have good relationships because you're not supposed to be in relationship with that person anyway. That didn't go over well. Amen. You're not supposed to be aligned with them anyway, so it don't work out when you try to align with them. Are y'all getting this? You're not, you're not supposed to be going with them, so it don't do what it's supposed to do. Guys, can I give you an open confession? Every time I've sown into Pastor Gould, Pastor Rondi, or anybody like that that the Lord has joined me to in one way or another, the harvest is always greater. And it's a supernatural event because, by all means, it's something that God has ordained. And I want you to know, KCOHites, that as the Lord has ordained you to be at this ministry, Whatever the Lord has imparted in your pastor to deliver unto you and to minister unto you and, and, and whatever thing he has, amen, ordained to come forth in his ministry, you're going to be successful in life as a result of your direct participation in what God is doing through him. Somebody say amen. amen. Esther 1.19 uses terminology like this, Christiana. It says, if it pleases the king, if it pleases the king, everybody say like me. Can I just say it this way, y'all? I can't speak for my brother, but I think I can. But back in Charlotte, I just don't want anybody else at my church that don't like me. 
So what I started to do, and you know, he started telling you about Thursday night. What I started to do, and they can watch this, I started putting pressure on people that I'm not sure if they like me or not. I start putting open pressure on them. Y'all, y'all know open rebuke is better than silent love. So I, I'm starting to figure out if you're really here for the right reason. Because by the time I call your name out ten times, we're going to know what you're really here to do. Y'all, it's real hard for a demon to hang on when it gets hot. That is under the anointing. So I decided, man, God, I no longer, even if that meant I had to go down and come up, I no longer want people around me that's still figuring out why they shouldn't be giving me $50 a month when they make $120,000 a year salary. My God. It got quiet on that mama. I, I, I'm trying to help people come up today a little bit. I might not score a 10. I hope y'all got delivered at the altar. You did, right? Don't let that spirit back on. Don't let it back on. You stay with me now. I just decided I no longer want the people around me that can't, can't, can't give me more than they give their electric bill. Because where a man's treasure is, did you find his heart? Y'all, we doing some work. Yeah, then you're going to find out what he's really made out of. Amen. You know, I know I got a friend because I could stop for a second and say, what time is it? Uh, and and, and my, my clock just works a little bit bigger than the average person in the room because it's heavy, not because it's heavy, but it's heavy because of the value. Y'all getting this revelation? Dad, am I doing okay this morning? I want some friends around me that want to see me like your son gave me that. that want to see me blessed. Want to see me happy. Somebody say amen to that. And y'all, we got to dice that up because the culture understands like me. They go viral, but we spend 82 weeks getting people to win a disciple, which means you probably don't like me because you're not bringing nobody to church yet. Pastor, we're going to raise a mighty offering if it's just me giving. (laughs) But Esther 119 says, but if it pleases the king. And y'all, at KCOH, there are two kings you ought to be pleasing. I won't be much longer. You ought to, number one, please the head of the church. Everybody say King Jesus. You ought to please him first and foremost. But then he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is a capital case, Sister Regina, of the lowercase cake. And you all are a king, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Amen. But the king of the castle, the king of KCOH is Pastor Rondi. Amen. And I'm going to help you with some people soft skills. Those of you who have jobs, do you know you'll get promoted a lot faster if you just made it your business to please your manager? To actually be one, I see some people smiling and nodding on that. To be one of the people in the room that they actually like. We forget that our superiors are people. They're not robots. And I know some of us think they got to go by HR policies. No, they don't. They go by the heart. They go by what they see. They go by what they feel. Same thing in ministry. Pastor, I want you to use me. I want you to set me up. I want to I be your next this or next that. But, amen, he's still trying to figure out where you really are. And instead, it ought to be the objective of every member to do what? Please the king. Somebody look at man of God, pass along and say, man of God, I want to please you. Now, can you say it like you really mean? Somebody say, man of God, I want to please you. 2 Chronicles 20 and 20 says, you believe his word, you'll be 
established. You believe it's profits and you will prosper. So that means there's a direct connection to my harvest once we get ready to give and all the things that God is going to bring into my life relative to how I deal with my pastor. Amen. That means relative to how I feel about my pastor, my heart for my pastor, my disposition towards my pastor is the thing that's going to make my crop come up. That's the thing that's going to drive the vultures away. I'm not just going to sow, but I'm going to sow with a pure heart and a desire to see him win over in Genesis 15. In fact, turn there, Genesis 15 and 6. Amen. We saw this. We saw this. How many of you are ready for a harvest? I said, how many of you are ready for a real harvest? Well, your harvest is connected, amen, to your disposition towards your pastor. The amens went down on that. Genesis 15 and 6. Because this is Abram after he, God makes a covenant with a man of God. And this revelation is just blowing my mind. I might do it during increase night. But anybody here ready to increase today? Yeah. And uh, the revelation is, is I can't just sow my seed. I got to protect my seed. And I protect my seed based on my disposition to my pastor. Look at it over in Genesis 15. The Bible says, verse number 6, And he believed the Lord, and he accounted unto him for what? Righteousness. Then he said to him, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Ur and the Chaldeans to give you this land to what? Inherit it. Anybody got some land that's supposed to be inherited? And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he said to him, bring me an offering. Do y'all see that? Bring me a three-year-old heifer. That's an offering. Three-year-old female goat. That's an offering. Three-year-old ram. That's an offering. A turtle dove and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him, cut them in two down the middle, and placed each piece opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds. But here it is. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram did what? Drove them away. I don't want to sow my offering, but I got to drive the vultures away. I got to drive the split heart, the split emotions, the wrong desires, the wickedness that tries to play on my soul. I got to drive that away so that my harvest can come up in abundance. Because it's the heart, y'all. That's the work we do. You'll get out of $50 range when you change your heart, number one, because you're going to sow, as he has taught so many times, a significant seed that's going to break you through to another domain of increase. And then you're going to increase that giving, and that's going to cause you to have more to give, but also more to enjoy. Everybody say, drive the vultures away. Can we pause there for a second? Everybody say, like me. <laughs> now, part of liking me is, is if you're hanging out with people that don't like me, vultures, you can't possibly say how much you like. Everybody say, drive the vultures away. Many of you don't know this. You sow your seed, you break the back of poverty in church, and then you go back and hang out with the wrong family members, wrong loved ones, wrong past members, wrong this, wrong that, everybody with haterade on them, and wonder why your crop ain't coming up the way it should, because ultimately they are blowing on your stuff. And instead of you driving the vultures away and saying, no, I'm with Pastor Rondi, I'm with KCOH. Did you hear about what the Lord did for us recently? Do you know about the move of God? You come in alignment with it, and the vultures do what they were trying to do to Abram. They eat your seed. Mark chapter 4, Sister Long says, the fowls of the air, they come. 
and they eat your seed. I don't have time to teach it all today, but they eat your seed. Blanket to 2 Chronicles 20 and 20. Believe his word, dare you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Thousands of dollars we're putting in the offering today, amen. You know, a big part of that is, is well, I'm going to believe in the source that's going to bring it back. I'm going to believe in the soil that's going to make it grow. I'm going to drive away the vultures that want to convince me that it's not worth anything, and I'm going to keep my faith on it. I'm going to war with the prophecy, and I'm going to keep the vultures out. Everybody say, like me, one-on-one. Part of liking me one-on-one is not having nobody around you that don't like me. That's like me one-on-one. You can't even tell me how much you like me, and I find out who your friends are (laughs) that don't like me. You know why there's certain pastors even, and we're going to be careful here, that we don't get with, don't hang out with? Not because we didn't like them, but at a certain point, we just figured out, evidently, they don't like us. Or they got somebody who don't like us. And you know what I decided to do at KC, uh, 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 Reggie, and you see me do it. Every member that I finally figure out that wants to collaborate with a previous member, amen, who left because they didn't like me, but that's still on my care ministry. How many of y'all know they're going to care for that seat? They got a chair that they can care for every. I got one I'm going to sit down when I get home. So they can, chair, they can care for that chair. Because evidently you don't like. Because if you with her and she definitely don't like me. Can we get some kingdom culture going? Can we have some loyalty? True love is truly loyal. Can I be loyal to the one that gives words of knowledge, breaks the power of darkness? Come on, somebody. Helps me come into my breakthrough. Helps me get pregnant. Come on, women of God. Helps me to have five babies. Helps all those saints come to pass. And leave people alone who don't like The world understands that. Just away from folk who don't want to see you blessed. Amen. Amen. As we come into our new marriage, I want to be around folk that like us. Somebody say amen. I want to be around relatives and friends and associates that I know are pulling for me. Somebody say amen to that. Is this lesson okay today? So when you like your pastor, you recognize what Ephesians 4 and 11 says. I won't be much longer. Said that these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, first lady, the pastors, and the teachers, they are what class? Gifts to the church. Come on, KCOH, everybody say, Pastor Rondi is my gift. Come on, say, Pastor Long is my gift. And when you get a gift, there's a way you treat a gift. When you get a gift, there's a way you look at your gift. There's a way you walk through your gift. There's a way you appreciate your gift. When you get a gift, oh, we're going to play on this. You pay tribute to your gift. You pay tribute to your gift. Go to 1 Kings 4 and 21. Am I doing okay? And y'all take me to slide 14 in the the slide deck. And y'all, we almost home, but this is anointed this morning. Amen. 1 Kings 14. Amen. I love this. Everybody say that uh, we satisfying the priest today. Come on, say it again. We satisfying the priest today. But what was that revelation in Jeremiah 31 and 14? As a result, they walked in the bounty. They walked in increase. Amen. Increase was on everybody in the ministry because they made it their business to satisfy the priest. And I'm going to show you the reason why we're going to do it in a minute. But the word tribute is a word tax. 
Now, before we go too far with this revelation, please understand that, because uh, we're setting us up ongoing here, that uh, Pastor Rondi does not need our money. Would you agree with that? Because God's going to supply his needs according to his riches and glory anyway. My children don't need my money. However, the Bible said a dad that doesn't take care of his kids is worse than an infidel. Now, God can provide for them as orphans, but he put a father in their life to provide for them. Y'all seeing where I'm going in a minute. So I could say all day long, my pastor don't need my money. He's going to get it anyway, all that kind of good stuff. But according to scripture, it is the job of church members to provide for their pastor. And we're not talking about worst case scenario. We're talking about what's ideal. We're talking about best case scenario. Oh, I'm going to get it anyway. I, you know, I had to share this with my ministry uh, not long ago, and we did good in some other areas. But I told them, I said, y'all, we believe and we're going to build some stage stuff, and uh, I believe we can get it over two, three days. Amen. And, you know, I knew it was in the room. People gave, they gave okay. But uh, we got on the back end of that. We hadn't met our goal to up, upfit the whole stage. Amen. I told him, I said, yeah, we're going to take in 60000 We're going to knock this out. We raise good money in other corridors. But how many of y'all know we ought to still be giving out of our increase? Right? And if I have it and my pastor raises it, how many of you know I should give it? There's no reason for me not to. So, amen, we didn't quite meet, meet it on that. Got on the other side of that. One of my partners, don't go to the church, amen, none of the above, just called in and said, Pastor Rogers, don't know our budget, but he said, I want to give the church the whole $60,000 to pay for your stage. Didn't know anything. I just wanted to just... Now, I'm glad you clapped on that. That's supernatural. That's good, but I set you up. He shouldn't have to do that. Because members, people of God, KCOH, KCC, are responsible, KCC, for me. They're responsible for my vision. Oh, we working now. You are responsible for your pastor. Paul says something like 2 Corinthians 11 and 8. He said, I had to rob other churches. That's what he says. Is that in the Bible? Amen. And, and, and for, for, for the sake of my ministry to get out. And it's wonderful if it comes from another source or resource. But at the end of the day, amen, after we dedicate the temple, Ezra chapter 6 says that they divvied out the priests and the Levites. They separated them out. In other words, they gave them their divisions and they put them on full time. <laughs> They set them up to do ministry. That's in the Bible. Ezra chapter 6. They dedicated the temple. What did we do two weeks ago? Was y'all here? We, we did that, right? Okay. So we dedicated the temple. And then the next phase after that dedication was to set the pastor up. And y'all read Ezra chapter 6. We don't have time to get to it all today. But to have him so free is great if anything else can supply his need. Thank God that a partner called and said, I want to pay for this, pay for that. That's wonderful. I, hate, I hope 18 more call and, and pay us off debt free this year. That'd be great. But the truth is, it is the responsibility of my Reggie's and Melvin's and everybody else who make an exorbitant salary because of my ministry to to show up and say, what do you need? Because the way they got to that exorbitant salary is because I taught them the kingdom for the last 13 years, and that's what changed their life, and that's what moved them into six figures. I feel like we're getting some headway now. I feel like this is working in this church today. 
Everybody say, uh, 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 not, not a new paradigm, just an elevated paradigm. Yeah, just elevate. Your pastor already taught this. It's not new. We're not going to come in here like I'm just teaching you something new. No, like Pop Gould would say, we're just going to increase that anointing, right? So I, I'm, I'm moving out of a dollar Christian status. I'm moving to another place. Yeah, God going to supply me. He's going to get it anyway. That's great, but that ain't biblical. <laughs> that's wonderful, but that's not what the Bible prescribes. The Bible says that they that preach the word ought to live. Live, live. And it don't just mean living by character. It means they ought to make their living, Patrick, off the word. Come on, prophesy to your neighbor. We like talking to each other. Tell them, my pastor is supposed to live off of the word that he preaches to me. And I'm supposed to give to him. Now, that's the way it's supposed to be. Is that good, Sister Rogers? Am I doing all right, First Lady Long? I want to work a little bit today. This is not a hooping Sunday. Is that the Bible? Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. So now your pastor has dedicated the temple. In fact, let's flow with the Holy Ghost. Go to Ezra chapter uh, uh, 6. I didn't want to go there, but I just feel like God keeps pushing on that. Y'all got to get to the restaurants or you got time? Okay. All right. Ezra chapter 6. All right. And let's look at that. Let's just look at that. Ezra chapter 6 and verse number 15. Let's just look at that. Let's just look at what should be happening next with Pastor Rondi relative to what the Lord has done at KCOH. All right? And let's just really understand this because how many of y'all know it is just not practical for him to preach his heart out on a Sunday morning, then come back for even a more service in the evening and get up at 4 or 5 a.m. the next day and punch somebody's clock. That's, not, that's one of the quickest way to wear, wear your pastor out. Is that right, Sister Sharon? That's, that's a quick, quickest way to make your pastor unable. Amen. Now, he's going to live long anyway, but to just really incapacitate him because he's so drained by dealing with all them spirits eight hours a day when he should be. Peter said, why should I leave the word of God to serve tables? So that's not what should be happening. Okay. That's not what she, he and I know pastors. I'm thinking about one right now, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, by which, and I'm so glad to see uh, 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 Pop here and Sister Sharon here today and uh, Daddy Long, with whom I love so very much, such, such a, a, a wonderful person in my life down through the years. But uh, he had a very good friend back uh, where I'm from, and, amen, and by the time he had built his church, he went ahead and died. But I know why that happened. Everybody say, not our pastor. But I'm saying, in the midst, nephew, of building the church, he never walked in it. He never walked in the church because the stress and pressure of everything around that, amen, overcame his body. Because a pastor ain't supposed, I'm not going to say his name, but he's not supposed to be bivocational. He can have other stuff if that's what he wants to do. The Lord told him to have a publishing company. They can have sweets by gene. They can do all that stuff, tertiary, but their, their living, their livelihood ought to be of the word of God. If I've sown to you spiritual things, Paul says, is it not right for me to reap your material? Oh, it's going to get good in here today. And the Bible says, nephew, when the temple was completed on March 12th, during the sixth day of King Darius' reign, when KCOH had moved in their new church. Do y'all see that? 
Jump down to verse number 16. What happened next? Man, we're going to let the Holy Ghost flow today. The temple of God was what? Dedicated with what? Great joy. What did we do two, three weeks ago? Did we shout all over the temple? We did it with what? Great joy. Y'all still here? Yeah, it was dedicated with great joy by the people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the people who had returned from exile. Look at verse number 17. After that happened, during the dedication ceremony, they started talking about the offerings and all the things that were being presented. Come on, I'm almost home. But verse number 17 or 18, please. Look at that and let's move on. Then the priests and Levites were divided into their various divisions to serve the temple of God in Jerusalem. What happened after they dedicated the temple? They gave the priests their full-time division roles. The Levites were not allowed to work anywhere else. They were assigned to the temple. This is your division. I need you to focus on Kingdom Church of Houston and do just that. Is that in the Bible, KCOH? And I see foundational members in here today. So if I get you all on board with this, how many of y'all know we can take Pastor off his job this year? Who's believing with me? I said, how many of you know we can take him off his job this year? Who's believing with me? I feel like I'm doing my job now. That we were to prescribe that he would be set aside to his division. And that as he would work his division, not his division along with the school system and 12 other things, but as he would work his division, he would be fresher, he'd have more energy, he'd have better physical health even to minister to the people of God. Somebody say amen to that. But how do we get there? Come on. Slide 14, paying tribute. Y'all stay with me now. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Stay with me on this. So what is the care of your pastor then? Now we look at this next slide, please. There are three things that you must do to pay tribute to your pastor. Prayer, praise, and pay. Will you say that, please? Prayer, praise, and pay. Go to 1 Kings 14 and 21. Come on. Y'all know sometimes I got to get academic for a little bit because we got to work with the heart, but then we got to have a strategy leaving this church today. 1 Kings 4 and 21. So Solomon reigned over all the kingdoms from the river of the land of the Philistines as far as the border of Egypt. And here's that word tribute. And they brought what? Tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. They brought tribute, 1 Kings 4 and 21. And they served Solomon all the what? Days of his life. Now, Stan Booth, thank you. Verse 27, New King James Version, if you have it. All right? 1 Kings 4, 27, and the governors, each man in his month, watch this First Lady Rogers, provided what? Food for what? King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table. And there was, there was what class? There was what class? No lack in their supply. Now you could take that two ways. We know As a result, there was no lack in Solomon's supply. Do you see that? There ought not be any lack in their supply. But when there's no lack in their supply because you've substantiated them, what do you think is going to happen? There's going to be no lack in my supply. I like the way you said it, my supply. So I say, no, I'm going to increase. Why, though? Because, Pat, they paid their tribute 
on an evolving schedule, Sister Gina. There was, a, there was a Thursday night love offering where everybody knew what their part of pastor's new salary is supposed to be. I said the world's smart enough to know about friends. Guess what else the world is smart enough to know about? Subscribers. Well, what is Netflix doing? They got subscribers, people to sign up. Made them a billion-dollar corporation, right? They ran Blockbuster out of business because they understood that. So, guys, can we just put two and two together and say to ourselves, if we have a membership of 200 people, I'm not sure how many KCOH has today, all right, but everybody does their part. I'm talking about members now. I feel like y'all are getting with me. Good to see you too, brother. I feel like you're getting with me. You're getting this. I can tell it. Everybody understands that according to my ability, this is my part on a monthly basis. Your pastor can literally retire before Christmas. I mean, just make plans and retire before Christmas. So, y'all, I make no reputation today. That's my assignment. I can't hoop you out today. Those are the three roles of every church. Put it back on the screen. Is this okay, nephew? Come on, look at it. Prayer, what? Praise and what? Pay. Go to the next slide, please. All right, real fast. Come on, we got to go fast now. All right? The Bible says in Ephesians 6 uh, and, and, and 19, we don't get all these scriptures, just take a picture of it. We're moving fast. Paul asked the people to pray in the spirit at all times. And in verse number 19, he said, and pray for me too. All right? Ephesians 6. Y'all see that? Ephesians 6 and 19, Paul said, pray for me too. The last thing I told the people of KCC before I left on Thursday, Reggie, I said, now y'all pray my strength. You think I was joking? No, I had a 4 o'clock flight in the morning. I've been running. I've been moving. You know what I need? People around me that like me that's praying for me. Paul said, pray for me. He said, pray for me, amen, in some key areas. He said, ask God to give me the right words. Then in so many words, he said, ask the Lord to help me to be bold. Help me to do all the things I need to do. Amen. Because pastoring is not for the faint at heart. On any given day. I mean, look at it right now. Your man of God can get called on to do something and handle something. Nobody else knows what's going on. But all you know is he got to be doing something important. Is that an SWM or what? So pray for me because even on my anniversary, I can't sit still. I got to go help somebody because, y'all, we instant. We instant. Bible says we're apt to teach. I don't know who's in crisis. I don't know what's going on. I'll find out later, but all I'm saying, do you see it? So Paul said, pray for us, amen, that certain things are able to be done. Let's go to the next slide, nephew. I'm almost done. Praise. This is how your church is going to grow. The woman left her her water pot, and what did she do, nephew? She said, come see a man. Come on, KCOH. Come see my my pastor. Come see a man. Come see my ministry. My God, come. Oh, you got to come get his new book, Rapture Chronicle. Come see a man. Come and find out what God, oh, we just married off another another, uh, power couple. Come see a man. Right? That's the praise. Your verbal praise to others about your pastor is greater than your encouragement to him. (laughs) Because that's how we know it's real. (laughs) Oh, pastor, that word. Where's your visitor? (laughs) It gets quiet on that point. Pastor, that word. How you support my vision, though? 
All right. Verbal praise is good. The Bible talks about giving verbal praise, but it's got to go deeper than that. Last but not least, let's close this out. Are you ready to give? Bible said they pay tribute. All right. Let's look at the next slide, please. Sound booth. Praise continued, though. If you have any word of exhortation, take a picture of that. Acts 13, 15. Come on, get academic a little bit. If you have any word of exhortation or consolation or encouragement for the people, what should you do? Say it. So what does my pastor need me to do? Authentically come up to him and tell him how much you changed my life. You got a word of encouragement, what should you do? Say it. Say it. You know what, what, what would be a rich word of encouragement? There's something called a cash app. And they got a subject line. And on that subject line, right when the Lord gives you a promotion, you just splash your pastor with $1,000 that you got because he preached kingdomnomics. And in the subject line, you say, Pastor, because of that teaching, I just got a raise and a bonus, sir, and I just want you to get a piece of what God is doing in my life. And that comes to him on a Tuesday at 11:14 when he least expected, right when the devil's trying to tell him how worthless things are. Because the enemy does try us with that. Y'all, can I let you in our closet a little bit? The enemy does want to try to convince us that there is no hope for our people. Yes, he does. He tries us with our people that, no, they're not going to get no better. Nah, man, maybe you ought to think about this and think about that. But we never quit. We never give up. But I tell you, one of the incentives to keep doing what we're doing is if you got a word of encouragement, everybody say, say it. Say it, say it. You know how a lot of those Baptist pastors just crawled up and died? Because there's one thing to fight the devil from without. But then when you got to go back to a voting demonic de deacon board. And y'all, that same spirit manifests when you're just rebellious. And won't do what God say do. So a lot of them guys, man, they just 60-ish. They, they got out of here. Why? Why? So much pressure. From without and, y'all ain't saying nothing. He ain't even come to my mama's funeral. Yeah, and your mama ain't visited the church ever. So he should take away from his Saturday brunch with his wife. <laughs> to go to your mom's funeral. Oh. Come on, y'all. We maturing the, the foundation members. Somebody say, I don't need pastor at everything. Come on, tell your neighbor, I don't need pastor at everything. Just a little bit of discernment. No, I'm not coming to your graduation of your first cousin in humble Texas. 62 miles from where I live with no traffic. You don't want your pastor at that graduation. You want him doing what's going to keep him fresh. Oh, man, I love it. When he said, boy, I didn't do anything. I was in my theater room. Hallelujah. Somebody say, rest, pastor, rest, rest. You know why? When he come back next week, he's going to be like shooting out of a cannon machine. Ready to minister to you. Everybody say, let's pay some tribute. Paul said, I had to rob other churches to minister to you. Second Corinthians 11 and 8, I robbed other churches, taking wages from them to do what? Minister to you. Come on, let's close this out. Pay is the last one. Let the elders who perform their duties or their office well be considered worthy of what? Y'all see it on the screen? They're worthy of what? Double honor, highlighted in yellow, adequate financial 
support. Will you say that with me, please? My pastor is worthy of adequate financial support. Now, stop all that. God going to get it to him anyway, all that kind of good stuff. No, that's not Bible. God will get it to him anyway, but that's just not how the Bible says it's supposed to work. So adequate financial support, and I'm closing. We're going to take a mighty offering, best pastor's offering we ever took in this ministry. Adequate financial support for Pastor Rondi Long is financial support that is commiserate and above what his current job pays him annually. He should not make the transition by faith alone, not understanding that what he was getting plus is going to be available for him on the next biweekly payday. That's adequate. Y'all, can we just let the Bible stand on its own two legs? I feel like y'all getting with me back there. I do. I, I, I feel the pull. Some of y'all been wanting this. How many people been wanting this? You, your pastor is so meek. Yes. But you've been wanting this. Yes. Yes. So, guys, it's time for us to do it. What does that mean? Look at the Bible. Foundation members are here today. Philippians 4 and 18. I have received full payment. And I have what class? More than enough. And I'm what? Amply supply. <laughs> Good God Almighty. I receive full payment. I receive my full compensation. I have more than enough, and I'm amply surprised because of the ministry of Aphroditus, the gifts that you sent, not just annually, but in, a, in, in, in such a strategic way that I was able to project what was going to happen for me for the rest of the year. And I'm good. And you know what I can do now, Reggie? Pray. Seek the Lord. You know what, you know what I could do on a Monday? Sleep two more hours. And let my body recover after I fought 16 witches the day before. After you had cancer on your body, you all don't even know what's going on in the spirit when we're rebuking the devil up here. You mean to tell me you got a demon on your body and we telling him to go in the name of Jesus and he ain't punching back. <laughs> yeah. No, they fight back. So after that, amen, the anointing is sure, but the vessel needs to recover. <laughs> the anointing is what the anointing is but the body is like whoa man that was a lot so what are we going to do today oh let me get down to the schoolhouse you know I got after I passed I showed them Ezra 6 after they dedicated the temple they put the Levites on full time they gave them their divisions and y'all foundational members are here today anyway so we just going to keep it 100 as the young people would say it's time for us I'm going to make my commitment too it's time for us, and whenever he gets ready, do whatever he wants, but it's time for us to have him so adequately supplied, not just today, but that third Thursday every month, I know what my portion is, I know what I plan for, and I'm taking my pastor to a whole nother level. Who's in agreement with me? That's my assignment today. I'm taking him to another level. Go to the last couple of slides. I'm done, man of God. I'm going to give it to you. All right? Here's the plan. Here's the plan. Bible says they paid tribute to Solomon. All right? Tribute was a tax. We're not taxing you, but we are going to let you pay your monthly tribute to your pastor. Every Thursday and every time you get blessed. Everybody say every Thursday and every time I get blessed. Say it with more buoyancy. Every Thursday and every time I get blessed. Go, go quickly, please, because my time, I see the clock is, is gone. I already talked about tribute. Go to the next slide. Here's the plan for full time. 
Man of God, this is my gift today. Here's a plan for full-time. The plan for full-time ministry. I just want you guys to idealistically see something. 50 paying members at $320 every month is $16,000. Isn't that powerful, Pat? Is that good, guys? I'm talking to you foundational people right now. Y'all, 50. Did y'all see the word number 50 up there? 50 paying members. You see in this reg? $320 a month is how much? $16,000. We don't have to know his mortgage. I don't, I don't know the man of God's financial status. That's none of our business. But I bet at $16,000 extra dollars a month, over and above his board-desired salary based on church budgets, that a man of God can no longer be on that other job. I bet that would do. What do you think, Reg? That's good, ain't it? You do the math on that? What's, what's that guy? Something like a couple hundred thousand a year? Yes. Yes. Isn't that great, dear? Yeah. Is, and my wife said that's doable, isn't it? That's very doable. Y'all, I challenged my church with this stuff some years back. Because I, I, will, I will not. You know, you know, before I came down here, amen, I had something like a couple of members or something in the same hospital, all kinds of moving parts right before I flew out. And do you understand that by the time I had done all of that and disciple people all day the day before, fast and pray every week, everything in between, do you know I just don't have time for NFL and a bunch of other people that I used to have time for? Nephew, I don't have time for it now. But then here's a piece that your pastor won't tell you. He's a man of God. He's anointed. It's not only time, but it's energy. It's the ability to drink a smoothie and get on the, on the, on the treadmill and, and just be at peace and, and go in. The, and I love seeing the hands go up. Y'all. I feel like I got agreement. Man of God, faith is rising in this room. And go in the movie room with his sweet wife and, 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 and eat some salmon and not move fast and call his best friend and laugh two or three times. All right, man, I'll talk to you later. What you getting ready to do? Nothing. You got somewhere you got to be? No, I don't have no meeting. Not today. I feel like it's in the room, man. The guy, this working. Oh, you got to go in there? No, man. No, no, you know, it's Monday. Cat guidelines. Cat guidelines. What are we doing today? Man, me and Stephanie going up there to this theater. We done dropped the kids off at school. We're going to stop at first watch, get a waffle, and we're going to go watch Mission Impossible. Then what you going to do after that? Man, just laugh and go to the park on a nice fall day. Now, that's what God wants. I'm closing this message. I said, that's what God wants. Now, I go and sit in a meeting with a bunch of Jezebels and whoever else that don't like your pastor anyway. Because demons breathe on us. And they like to get us all. And then by the time... I used to, you know, I'd hear Brother Copeland and them guys talk about, they said, man, we need our own plane. He said, man, all them spirits around us. And when I was young in preaching, years back, like 20-some years ago, I'd be like, man, really? You can't just check into a plane until this past time I flew to Houston? Come on, Derek, where was that line? But, y'all, that was so much. Where's Stevie? We're gay. Get over here. Y'all stand right here. Do you know what it would have been like to just get on a jet? Now I get it. Now I know why those men of God say what they say. You in first class, but the dude next to you drunk, and he, he, he ordering Bloody Marys. 
They breathe on us. Oral Roberts wouldn't even talk to his own wife six hours before he preached. He said, that's all mine. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that out loud. That was funny. But uh, wouldn't talk to certain people. I just want to be fresh. That was the point. He loved his wife. But he wanted to be fresh. Let's close this out. All right. 50 paying members, 320. And then, y'all, what about this? Pastor, I'm closing. 50 paying members at 100 each monthly is what? $5,000, man of God. I don't know what the man of God's mortgage is, but Pop, check this out. If his mortgage is $2,000, $3,000, that leaves $2,000 to boot. But I mean, y'all know I'm going to shoot for the 320 What about the 500 Yes. Because if those of us who can do 500 do 500 and then the member that can only do 175 does 175 we still going to meet that 320 in the middle. Somebody say, it's time for full-time ministry. Let's pay tribute. I'm done, man of God. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to get out of your way. Let's pay tribute. Let's do it. That's the plan, nephew. I think that's the last slide, y'all. Come on. We wrapping up. Yeah. Look at the things we pay 324. Car payment, utility, grocery bill. What about a new? I don't have a suit that costs $320. I don't. Times four. <laughs> I don't. And that's not braggadocious. So I can't give my man a God a Am I talking good, Cassie? You mean tell me, I paid the gas, NRG, whoever y'all got down here? Yeah. I paid them, but I'm going to bring my pastor $22.50 after what he prophesied over me is the reason why I don't need surgery. I had a baby because he prayed for me. I'm in my new house because I sold in him. So, y'all, it's not, everybody say, not just today. We're going to pay tribute. Will you, Sister Alex, pass out those forms, please. We're going to pay tribute. We're going to raise our great offering. We're going to give him a, great, a big bump today. And then, amen, if he want to change any of this, he can. But my question for you is, how much more than a utility bill or grocery bill is your pastor worth? How much more? I fool you all saw him and you all know him because you share prayer calls with him. But I, I, I and he, he can watch this. He knows how I feel about it. I fully expect Melvin to give me more than $72. Because he's able. No, Tony, she, she made her six-figure-plus salary. Part of that I pay her because she's on my staff. But she made all of that by a large part of my ministry to her. She wasn't making that when I met her. Nowhere close. So I fully expect her to be one of the participants, a partner, yes, but a church member that sees to it that her pastor is well taken care of. Every Sunday, Tony shows up with a seed. Every Sunday. And that's just going to be kingdom culture. Now, I didn't tell her to do that. She does it on her own. Reggie, seed every week. I didn't say, did I tell you to do that, Reggie? No, that's just kingdom culture. Coach. So I'm, I'm still getting my Thursday night off from pastor, but stay cool. Just about every week. Why? Because I understand that there's a grace on your life. Now, y'all, I make my commitment. Dear, you got our phone. <laughs> Pastor's my pastor. I'm, I'm good for a minimum of $500 every third Thursday. So sign me up. That's a portion of the salary. I want you all right now on this form, and then we're going to pray over these forms. And uh, this will usually happen... Her pastor, I think Patrick, in January, 
So talk to your pastor about this, but I'm going to re-up us today. Because if we start doing this now, y'all, everybody say now. So that means the month of August, we start this now, put so much pressure on his income. By the time September, October, November rolls around, he is really strongly considering, man, I, I don't see no reason to stay. He's incentivized. Come on, we closing? Write your amount down by faith. Point of clarification. If $50 is all you got, that's all you got. 